Today, rather than releasing a full episode, I've simply recorded and uploaded the entirety of the Wikipedia pages for Perfume Genius, Zach Galifianakis, and Rami Malik. These are three of my favorite content creators, and I was browsing Wikipedia and figured out that all three of them are at least partially of Greek descent, and I am using that as an excuse to lump them all together for this episode. Uh, I've already made the mistake that I made repeatedly during Rami Malik's recording, which is that his name is actually pronounced Rami and not Rami. There's even a blurb about it on his Wikipedia page, and I still did it wrong. I didn't look up how to actually pronounce it until afterwards, so I guess I'm a fake fan. Anyways, the bonus content's meant to give you an opportunity to multitask while you do your Wikipedia deep dives, which I love doing, so that you can cook, do yard work, knit, or whatever else you do while listening to podcasts and uh, without the typical opinions and commentary our full episodes provide. Michael Alden Hadrias, born September 25th, 1981, better known by his stage name Perfume Genius, is an American singer. Hadrias' music explores topics including sexuality, his personal struggle with Crohn's disease, domestic abuse, and the dangers faced by gay men in contemporary society. His music is considered indie pop, chamber pop, folk, indie rock, art pop, or baroque pop. Hadrias is of Greek descent and was born in Des Moines, Iowa, moving to the suburbs of Seattle, Washington at age six or seven. Hadrias studied painting in school and took piano lessons as a child. His mother was a special education teacher and is now an assistant principal at a middle school. His parents divorced when he was a teenager. Growing up, Hadrias was the only openly gay student at his school and he received death threats that were ignored by the school administration. He dropped out of high school during his senior year. Two years after dropping out, he was attacked by several young men in his neighborhood. He moved from Williamsburg, Brooklyn and worked as a doorman for a club in the East Village. In 2005, Hadrias returned home to Seattle and began recording music. In 2008, Hadrias set up a MySpace page under the name Perfume Genius, beginning his music career. The moniker comes from the genius perfume maker in Tom Tyker's movie Perfume, The Story of a Murderer in 2006. His career. Hadrias' debut album, Learning, was released on June 21, 2010 through Turnstile Records in Europe and Matador Records in the United States. Many of the tracks for Learning were recorded in Hadrias' home. The album quickly received critical acclaim, including an 8.2 out of 10 score from Pitchfork. He performed his first live show at the Vera Project in Seattle, where he opened for A Sunny Day in Glasgow. Hadrias' second album, Put Your Back Into It, was released on February 20, 2012. Again, Hadrias received praise from music critics and fans alike for the sonic intimacy his music achieved. The promotional video for the album, featuring Hadrias and pornographic actor Arped Miklos embracing one another, was deemed unsafe for family viewing by YouTube. On September 23, 2014, Hadrias released his third album, Too Bright, which was co-produced by Adrian Utley of Portishead and Ali Chant to critical acclaim. The album was a transformative leap for Hadrias and marked a new trajectory in his career. The album received rave reviews from an array of publications. Pitchfork gave the album an 8.5 and commented that these songs feel less like songs and more like treasures, ones that fill you with power and wisdom. Following the release of the album, Hadrias toured it and played sold-out headline shows. On October 30th, 2014, Perfume Genius appeared on The Late Show with David Letterman performing Queen. In April 2015, Hadrias was featured on the cover and in the pages of Hello Mister. 
Hadrius collaborated with Sharon Van Etten to contribute a cover of The Grateful Dead's To Lay Me Down to Day of the Dead, a charity tribute album curated and produced by members of the National and released by 4AD on May 20th, 2016. All profits from the album are helping to fight HIV AIDS and related health issues around the world through the Red Hot organization. On September 16th, 2016, Hadrius released a cover of Elvis's Can't Help Fallen in Love in collaboration with Prada. The song was featured in the ad campaign for Prada's La Femme and L'Homme fragrances. Hadrius was featured on the cover of the March-April 2017 issue of The Fader, which included a lengthy feature on Hadrius and his work on his next album. In the weeks following the article, Hadrius posted a number of video and audio clips teasing new music. On March 21st, 2017, Hadrius announced his fourth studio album, No Shape, and released the first single, Slip Away, which was accompanied by a music video directed by frequent Bjork collaborator Andrew Thomas Huang. The single was designated Best New Track by Pitchfork. On April 19th, Hadrius released another single from the album called Go Ahead during a live Twitter Q&A with fans. No Shape was released via Matador on May 5th, 2017. It was produced by Blake Mills, Fiona Apple, John Legend, Alabama Shakes, and mixed by Grammy Award-winning engineer Sean Everett. The album was praised by critics. Pitchfork awarded it an 8.8 and named it Best New Album, deeming it his most realized album yet. A tender and transcendental protest record of love and devotion. The Guardian commented that No Shape sounds like a unique talent coming into full bloom. On May 9th, 2017, Perfume Genius released the video for Die For You, directed by Floria Sigismondi. The same month, it was announced that Perfume Genius would curate a part of the lineup for the Guess Who Festival in November, which he invited, amongst others, Aldous Harding, Mount Erie, Wiz Blood, and Bulgarian Women's Choir. In 2019, the track Other Side was used in the trailer for the film The Goldfinch, adapted from the Donna Tartt novel of the same name. On February 25th, 2020, Hadrius released the single Describe. On March 16th, he released another single, On the Floor. Both songs were included on his album Set My Heart on Fire Immediately, released May 15th, 2020. Zachary Knight Galifianakis, born October 1, 1969, is an American actor, comedian, and writer who came to prominence with his Comedy Central Presents special in 2001 and presented his own show called Late World with Zach on VH1 the following year. He has also starred in films such as The Hangover Trilogy from 2009 to 2013, Due Date in 2010, Puss in Boots in 2011, The Campaign in 2012, Birdman in 2014, Masterminds in 2016, and the Lego Batman movie in 2017. Galifianakis is the host of Emmy Award-winning talk show Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis on the Funny or Die website. He starred in the FX series Baskets, for which he was nominated for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series in 2017. Galifianakis was born in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. His mother, Mary Frances, was a community arts center owner, and his father, Harry, a heating oil vendor. His mother is of Scottish ancestry, and his paternal grandparents, Mike Galifianakis and Sophia Kastronakis, were emigrants from Greece. Galifianakis was baptized in his father's Greek Orthodox Church. He has a younger sister, Merritt, and an older brother, Greg. His cousin is Washington Post cartoonist Nick Galifianakis. 
His uncle, a politician, is also named Nick Galifianakis. Galifianakis attended Wilkes Central High School and subsequently attended North Carolina State University, where he majored in communications. While in college, he worked at a public access station. He taught a waltz class in 1991, where he crossed paths with Mary J. Blige. Career He began working on television, guest-starring in Boston Common, and joined Saturday Night Live as a writer, but only lasted two weeks. Galifianakis has stated, I worked on Saturday Night Live for two weeks, and Britney Spears was the host one week when I was doing it. Wrote a sketch, Will Ferrell was going to play a bodyguard to her belly button, we were going to shrink Will down to fit into a belly button. She just stared at me after I explained it to her. Then she finally goes, yeah, that's funny. Galifianakis co-starred in the film Out Cold and had small roles in Corky Romano, Below, Bubble Boy, Heartbreakers, Into the Wild, Super High Me, Little Fish, Strange Pond, and Largo. In September 2001, he appeared in one episode of Comedy Central Presents. It included a stand-up routine, a segment with a piano, and an acapella group, The Night Owls, introduced as his 12 ex-girlfriends, singing Eternal Flame by the Bengals while he made jokes. In 2002, he hosted his own VH1 talk show called Late World with Zach. It featured many of his friends and regular performers from the LA comedy and music venue, Largo, where he appeared frequently during this time period. One episode featured Largo regulars John Bryan and Rhett Miller as musical guests. He played Davis in the Fox drama series True Calling. He appeared many times on Jimmy Kimmel Live and played Frisbee in four episodes of Reno 911. Galifianakis played Alan Finger on the Comedy Central show Dog Bites Man, a fake news program that caught people during candid moments thinking they were being interviewed by a real news crew. He also guest starred in the episode of the Comedy Central show The Sarah Silverman Program as Fred the Homeless Guy. He also had a recurring guest role as a doctor on the animated Adult Swim show Tom Goes to the Mayor and appeared in several episodes of Tim and Eric Awesome Show in a recurring role as Terry Green. In 2006, Galifianakis appeared in Fiona Apple's music video for the song Not About Love, where he has seen lip-syncing lyrics to the song. A year later, Kanye West employed Galifianakis and indie rock musician Will Oldham for similar purposes in the second version of the video for his song Can't Tell Me Nothing. In June 2006, Galifianakis released the single Come On and Get It, up in Dem Guts, a comedic hip-hop dance song which features Apple's vocals. Galifianakis, Patton Oswalt, Brian Posen, and Maria Bamford are the four comedians of comedy, a periodic packaged comedy tour in the style of the original Kings of Comedy and the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. They chose to perform at live rock clubs as opposed to comedy clubs to try to reach a different audience. Much of the tour was taped and has been featured in both a short-lived TV series on Comedy Central and a full-length movie that has appeared at South by Southwest and on Showtime. On February 22, 2008, he made an appearance on the JackassWorld.com 24-hour takeover. He interviewed various members of the Jackass cast. Galifianakis starred in first leading role in independent film Visioneers, which played in select cities in 2008. The film was released on direct-to-DVD. That same year, Galifianakis appeared in a web video series of advertisements for Absolute Vodka, along with Tim Heidegger and Eric Weiheim, creating a parody of The Golden Girls, in which one has a deep anger issue, breaking the fourth wall in exasperation and outright violence on the set. He also completed the pilot Speed Freaks for Comedy Central. Zach's 2006 stand-up concert film, Zach Galifianakis Live at the Purple Onions, was one of the first original programs from Netflix. Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis has a series of videos on the Funny or Die website titled Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, where he conducts interviews with popular celebrities between two potted ferns. 
He has interviewed Jimmy Kimmel, Michael Sarah, John Hamm, Natalie Portman, Charlize Theron, Bradley Cooper, Carrot Top, Conan O'Brien, Andy Richter, Andy Dick, Ben Stiller, Steve Carell, Sean Penn, Bruce Willis, Tila Tequila, Jennifer Aniston, Will Ferrell, Samuel L. Jackson, Tobey Maguire, Arcade Fire, Justin Bieber, Brie Larson, David Letterman, former President Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Brad Pitt. His interview style consists of typical interview questions, bizarre non-sequiturs, awkward product endorsements, and sometimes inappropriate sexual questions and comments. Zach Galifianakis won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Short Format Live Action Entertainment Program as a producer of the show at the 66th Primetime Creative Arts Emmy Awards. Mainstream Performances Galifianakis played Alan Garner in the hit comedy The Hangover and earned the MTV Movie Award for the Best Comedic Performance. He was also prominently advertised in subsequent films that featured him in supporting roles such as G-Force, Youth in Revolt, and Up in the Air. Galifianakis starred in the HBO series Bored to Death and hosted Saturday Night Live on March 6, 2010 during the show's 35th season, during which he shaved his beard mid-show for a sketch and closed the show wearing a fake one. He hosted again on March 12, 2011 and shaved his head this time in a Mr. T-like hairstyle, which was allegedly supposed to be used for a sketch that never aired due to time constraints. In 2010, he starred in several films, including Dinner for Schmucks, It's Kind of a Funny Story, and Due Date. On October 29, 2010, while debating marijuana legalization on the show HBO's Real Time with Bill Mayer, Galifianakis appeared to have smoked marijuana on live television. Host Bill Mayer denied that it was real marijuana in an interview during an episode of The Situation Room. In 2011, he reprised his role for The Hangover Part 2, which was set in Thailand, and voiced Humpty Dumpty in Puss in Boots. Galifianakis starred alongside Will Ferrell in Jay Roach's 2012 political comedy The Campaign. He received critical praise for his performance in the 2014 film Birdman, in which he starred with Michael Keaton, Emma Stone, and Edward Norton. In 2017, Galifianakis voiced the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. Personal Life In August 2012, Galifianakis married Quinn Lumberg, co-founder of the Growing Voices charity at the UCB farm in Vancouver, British Columbia. On September 7, 2013, Lumberg gave birth to their first child, a boy, and Galifianakis missed the premiere of his film you are here to attend the birth. He and his wife had a second son in November 2016. In January 2014, Galifianakis and A Night of a Thousand Vaginas co-star Sarah Silverman announced their intention to raise $20,000 to help fund the Texas Abortion Fund, part of a nationwide network of funds set up to assist women in obtaining abortions in states whose legislatures have placed restrictions on the practice. The fundraiser was set up in response to the passage of Texas HB2, which established several restrictions that forced a majority of the state's abortion clinics to close. Galifianakis owns a farm in Sparta, North Carolina, and splits his time between the farm and his work. He said, My farm is a place that I get to think clearly and pretend to know what I am doing. Galifianakis befriended a homeless woman in her 80s who was living on a Santa Monica laundromat for 18 years. Rami Saeed Malik, born May 12, 1981, is an American actor and producer. He is best known for portraying computer hacker Elliot Alderson in the USA Network television series Mr. Robot, for which he received accolades such as the 2016 Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, and as singer Freddie Mercury in the biopic Bohemian Rhapsody in 2018, for which he received awards such as the Academy Award, 
Golden Globe Award, Screen Actors Guild Award, and British Academy Film Award for Best Actor. He also received multiple other accolades and is the first actor of Egyptian heritage to win the Academy Award for Best Actor. Time Magazine named Malik one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2019. Born and raised in Los Angeles County to Egyptian immigrant parents, Malik studied theater at the University of Evansville in Indiana. He began his acting career performing plays in New York City theaters before returning to Los Angeles, where he found supporting roles in film and television, including the Fox sitcom The War at Home, 2005 to 2007, the HBO miniseries The Pacific in 2010, and the Night at the Museum film trilogy from 2006 to 2014. He's done voice work for television and video games, as well as motion capture for the latter. A quote from Malik says, There's no first generation or second generation removed. I'm Egyptian. I grew up listening to Egyptian music. These are my people. I feel so gorgeously tied to the culture and the human beings that exist there. I acknowledge that I have a different experience, but I am so enamored and intertwined with Egyptian culture. It is the fabric of who I am. Early life. Rami Malik was born in Torrance, California on May 12th. 1981, the son of Egyptian immigrant parents, Nelly Abdel Malik and Syed Malik. He has said he is also an eighth Greek. His parents and older sister left Cairo in 1978 after his father, a travel agent and tour guide, became intrigued with Western visitors. They settled in Sherman Oaks, mostly staying in the San Fernando Valley and rarely venturing into Hollywood. His father sold insurance, while his mother worked as an accountant. Malik was raised in his family's Coptic Orthodox faith and spoke Egyptian Arabic at home until the age of four. He has an identical twin brother named Sami, who's younger by four minutes and later became an ESL and English teacher. His older sister, Yasmin, is an ER doctor. His parents emphasized to their children the importance of preserving their Egyptian roots, and his father would wake him up in the middle of the night to talk on the phone to his Arabic-speaking extended family and Samalut. As a first-generation American, Malik found it difficult to assimilate during his childhood because of cultural differences, even spending most of his childhood having his name mispronounced. It only took me till high school where I found the confidence to tell everybody, no, my name is Raimi. It's a very upsetting thing to think about that I didn't have the confidence to correct anyone at that point. As a result, he said it was difficult to form a self-identity as a child and gravitated towards creating characters and doing voices as he searched for an outlet for his energy. He attended Notre Dame High School, where he was in the same class as actress Rachel Bilson. He is a year older than actress Kristen Dunst, who also attended the school and shared a musical theater class with him. His parents harbored dreams of him becoming a lawyer, so he joined the debate team in his freshman year. Though he struggled to form arguments, his debate teacher noted his talent in the dramatic interpretation and encouraged him to perform in the one-man play Zoom Man and the Sign at a competition. Reflecting on the moment, he said, On stage, I'm having this moment with my dad with a bunch of other people in the audience, and then I thought, wow, something really special is happening here. It was the first time he saw his father become emotional, and his parents' positive reaction to his performance left him feeling free to pursue an acting career. He and his brother were both involved in the school's drama department. After graduating in 1999, Malik went on to study theater at the University of Evansville in Evansville, Indiana. He also spent a semester abroad in England where he studied at Harlaxton College in Harlaxton, Lincolnshire. During the summer before his senior year, he interned at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Waterford, Connecticut, where he became an acquaintance of playwright August Wilson. Of his decision to attend University of Evansville theater program, he said, The level of talent at the University of Evansville was formidable from faculty to fellow actors. There's a commitment and dedication that the theater program required that unearthed a work ethic I didn't know I had. 
He completed his BFA in 2003. The college later honored him with the 2017 Young Alumnus Award given to those who have achieved personal success and contribute services to their community and to UE. Career. After his college graduation, Malik wanted to attend grad school for theater. With college debt growing, he moved to New York where he shared a one-bedroom Lower East Side apartment with friends who were also in the theater community. His network of friends included writers and directors, many of whom would come together to form the Slant Theater Project, and they would perform their own plays around the city. While visiting his family in Los Angeles, Malik met casting director Mally Finn, who convinced him to stay and look for work in Hollywood. After moving back in with his parents, he took jobs delivering pizzas and making falafel and shawarma sandwiches at a restaurant in Hollywood to make ends meet. Despite sending his resume to production houses, he found it difficult to get work as an actor, which led to bouts of depression and a loss of confidence. He considered getting a real estate license instead of pursuing an acting career. After a year and a half, Malik finally received a call from casting director Mara Casey. She asked to speak to his agent. When he confessed he did not have one, she told him to get one first. After having a pleasant conversation, however, Malik suggested they meet anyway. She agreed, and the meeting led him to getting his first role in the TV sitcom Gilmore Girls. The episode he acted in first aired in January 2004. That same year, he starred in the theater production Johnny Boy at the 130-seat Falcon Theater in Burbank, California, and later in the production Shoes opposite Kelly Giddish with the Slant Theater Project in New York City. He also voiced additional characters for the video game Halo 2, for which he was uncredited. In 2005, he received his Screen Actors Guild card for his work in two episodes of the Steven Bochco war drama over there. Later that year, he appeared in an episode of Medium and was cast in the prominent recurring role of Kenny on the Fox comedy series The War at Home. Kenny's coming out story earned accolades from GLAAD. In 2006, Malik made his feature film debut as Pharaoh in the comedy Night at the Museum. He reprised this role in the sequels Night at the Museum, Battle at the Smithsonian, and Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. Spring 2007, he appeared on stage as Jamie in the Vitality Productions theatrical presentation of Keith Bunnan's The Crudo Canvas at the Elephant Theater in Los Angeles. Malik returned to television in 2010 in a recurring role as the suicide bomber Marcos Algazakar on the eighth season of Fox series 24. Growing weary of playing characters he called acceptable terrorists, he instructed his agent to reject any role that painted Arabs or Middle Easterners in a bad light. Later that year, he received critical acclaim for his portrayal of Corporal Marielle Snafu Shelton in the Emmy Award-winning HBO World War II miniseries The Pacific. After the intensity of filming The Pacific, he chose to leave Hollywood and lived briefly in Argentina, though he said it was unsuccessful and he has since found better ways of coping. During the filming of The Pacific, Malik received a letter from executive producer Tom Hanks praising Malik's performance. Hanks would then cast him as college student Steve DiBiase in the feature film Larry Crown, released in July 2011. These opportunities led to Malik securing supporting roles in a series of major films. In August 2010, it was announced he had been cast as the Egyptian coven vampire Benjamin in the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. In 2013, he played Nate, a new employee at a group home for youth in the indie film Short Term 2, opposite Brie Larson. He appeared in two Spike Lee films during this period, the 2012 remake of the South Korean film Old Boy, in a part that was trimmed significantly, and later in the crowdfunded picture The Sweet Blood of Jesus. The two men have remained friends. He also had minor roles in Battleship, the Oscar-nominated The Master, and Anthem Body Saints. He appeared as Josh, one of the main characters in Until Dawn, a horror game released for PlayStation 4 on August 25, 2015. 
He lent his voice and likeness to the character and was fully motion captured for the game. 2015 to the present, breakthrough and international recognition. Screenwriter Sam Esmail had auditioned over 100 actors to play the lead character of Elliot Alderson, a mentally unstable computer hacker, for a show he was developing. Having failed to cast the part, he considered rewriting the character altogether. However, after seeing Malik's audition in late summer 2014, Esmail said, It really opened my eyes to who Elliot really was. The resultant psychological drama, Mr. Robot, premiered on June 24, 2015 on the USA Network with Malik in the lead role. To accurately play the character, who suffers from mental and social disorders, he met with a psychologist. The role drew immediate acclaim from critics, with USA Today calling it his breakout performance. Entertainment Weekly called Malik's magnetic performance the best reason to watch the show. Backstage remarked that Malik anchored the drama and that his spin on the anti-hero trope promises a fresh direction for prestige TV. His performance earned him nominations for the Dorian Awards, Satellite Award, Golden Globe Award, and Screen Actors Guild Award. He won the Critics' Choice Television Award for Best Actor in a Drama Series and the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead in a Drama Series. He was the first non-white actor to win an Emmy in that category since 1998. The show concluded in December 2019 with its fourth season, for which Malik received a third Golden Globe nomination for Best Actor in a Television Series Drama. Though he was among 3,000 actors considered to play Han Solo in Solo, A Star Wars Story, Buster's Malhart was the first film in which Malik played a starring role. The film premiered in September 2016 at the Toronto International Film Festival to positive reviews. In it, Malik plays a man who leads two lives, one as Jonah and another as Buster. Casting him in the role before his success with Mr. Robot, the director Sarah Dina Smith said, I had no idea how huge and adored he would become. Viewing the actor's performance, John DeFore of The Hollywood Reporter wrote, Fans of Mr. Robot won't be disappointed in the least by this vehicle for Emmy-winning series star Rami Malik, which both fits in with Mr. Robot's delusion-prone paranoia and lets the charismatic actor stretch out in his first feature lead. Malik next starred as Louis Dega in Papillion, a remake of the 1973 film co-starring Charlie Hunnam. It premiered at the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival and had a limited box office release in August 2018. In 2017, Malik joined the cast of the Netflix animated comedy series Bojack Horseman, voicing the character Flip McVicker, a writer who does not trust email. In 2018, Malik portrayed Freddie Mercury in the Queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. The film premiered in London on August 23, 2018 and became a major box office success, grossing over $900 million worldwide on a production budget of about $50 million. It became the sixth highest grossing film of 2018 worldwide and the highest grossing musical biographical film of all time. Though the film received mixed reviews overall, Malik's performance was acclaimed by critics. He won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role, the BAFTA Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role, and the Academy Award for the Best Actor for his performance in the film. In preparation for the role as Mercury, Malik moved to London where he worked with a dialect coach and a movement coach and took piano and singing lessons. For four hours each day, he studied videos of Mercury with his movement coach, Polly Bennett. This included watching the 1985 Live Aid concert video on YouTube at least 1,500 times to perfect his performance for the film. He also had to get used to speaking and singing with a set of false teeth that mimicked Mercury's overbite. Brian May, Queen's guitarist, who often attended filming, is quoted as saying that Malik's performance was so accurate that we sometimes forgot he was Raimi. Malik considers his role as Mercury the most important of his career, saying, This is a role I don't think can be outdone. 
I think we're always searching for that next great role, and I guess I'm fortunate that I've already been met with it. I'd like to think that there's more out there for me to do, and there is, but I do doubt that there's anything that lives up to how precious this role and this human being have been in my life. In December 2018, it was announced that Malik would produce and star in an eight-episode podcast called Blackout. Scott Conroy was the writer of the podcast, a thriller about a small-town radio DJ who must fight to protect his family and community from a coordinated attack that destroys the power grid and upends modern civilization. The podcast debuted with two episodes on March 19, 2019, with six subsequent episodes premiering weekly. It won the 2020 Webby Award for Best Scripted Podcast Fiction. Malik also voiced a gorilla in Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr., the film was produced in 2018 and released in January of 2020. Upcoming projects. Since 2018, Malik has been developing a film for Universal Pictures with Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail, based on the memoir American Radical by Tamer Elmery and Kevin Maurer. The story centers on an undercover Muslim FBI agent working for the agency post 9-11. Malik and Esmail are also working together on another undisclosed project. During the press tour for Bohemian Rhapsody, Malik said he is working on a film, one he plans to write, produce, and direct himself on a small budget, since it is a story that he says might get passed on by studios looking for something a bit more broad and commercial. On April 25th, 2019, Malik was cast as the main villain in the James Bond film No Time to Die. He plays the supervillain Safin. Principal photography on the film began in April 2019 and wrapped that October. It has a release date of November 2020. In May 2019, Malik joined the cast of the crime thriller The Little Things opposite Denzel Washington and Jared Leto. Production on the film began in fall 2019. The film is scheduled to be released on January 29th, 2021. Acting Style a quote from Rami Malek in October of 2018. People didn't know where to place me with my ethnicity, and never was I ever up for leading anything. The fact that Rami Malek got to play the lead character called Elliot Alderson in Mr. Robot was somewhat of a coup, I think. I never saw that possibility when I was younger. Malek's early roles established him as a character actor. He has remarked that he enjoys the auditioning process, sees it as proving ground to test things out, and has created so many diverse characters for auditions that he wishes he could collect them as a package to show to others. After reading his own Wikipedia article, Malik elaborated and said, I would take the time to prepare for auditions as if it was actually going to perform. I would come with something fully formed and hope that that resonated. Sometimes it did, many times it didn't, but that's the proving ground and I appreciate it. However, following his success with Mr. Robot, he began to be regarded as a leading man, though an unconventional one. He is portrayed by comedian Pete Davidson in Saturday Night Live sketches parodying the character. In 2017, Malik accepted an invitation to join the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Among 774 new members invited as part of the Academy's effort to diversify its members after criticism over the lack of diversity of the 88th Academy Awards. To prepare for a role, he describes an initial stage of panic, followed by research into the character to create a world for that person. This includes finding music he thinks the character would listen to, as well as creating and imagining past memories for that person to the point he has to perform as them. His most creative times are mornings and evenings. Malik likes to do experimental takes until he finds a take that'll work. Director Sam Esmail noted that Malik is often dissatisfied with his work even when the director feels he has completed a perfect take. Because of their mutual insistence on getting a scene that the best it can be, Esmail considers Malik a co-creator. 
The actor has also been noted for his physical transformations to play his characters. He lost significant weight to play Elliot Alderson, Freddie Mercury, and Snafu Shelton, where Tom Hanks required that he maintain between 6 and 8% body fat. During the filming of The Pacific, Malik found it difficult to separate himself from his character, Snafu Shelton, which led to some pretty intense mental anguish during and after filming. He noted the most valuable lesson from that experience was learning to distance himself from his characters, otherwise he would not have been able to take on complex roles later in his life like Elliot Alderson and Mr. Robot. Public Image Malik's appearance has inspired commentary in the industry and in the media. GQ Middle East called Malik's aspect vampiric, with one of those faces that looks young and mature all at once. When you speak, Malik's oversized eyes give you the full attention. In a letter to the producer after Malik's audition for the Pacific, Tom Hanks remarked, This guy's got haunting eyes. The Globe and Mail, in an interview after the 2016 Toronto International Film Festival, described the actor as startlingly handsome, with tawny skin and close-cropped curly hair. He speaks in a slow, just-woke-up drawl that contrasts with his dazzling smile and anything-goes energy. And he's mostly eyes. Giant, chalky blue eyes, the color of one of those preternaturally still mineral lakes in the Rockies. They seem to see both outwardly and inwardly. They're sad, yet amused. Thousand-mile eyes. He's also garnered attention for his fashion sense, particularly for his bold color choices and quirky touches. He was chosen, along with Boy George and ASAP Rocky, to be part of Dior Homme's Spring 2017 campaign and the face of St. Laurent's Spring-slash-Summer 2020 campaign. GQ Middle East launched in October 2018 with Malik on its first cover. Fashion commentators have included him on their best dress list, often at red carpet events. Placing him at number 29 on its list of Best Dressed Men 2019, GQ called his looks neat, elegant, and perfectly put together. Experimental on the surface, but underneath they're also surprisingly approachable. Ilaria Urbanati is his stylist. Over time, Malik's prominence in the industry has grown. In 2015, The Hollywood Reporter included him on Next Gen 2015, its annual list of stars who are 35 and under and on the rise. Time Magazine named Malik one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2019 under the category of artists. Personal Life Malik tends to be reserved in interviews, mentioning in one his desire to stay anonymous abroad. He avoids social media. The New York Times called him extremely reluctant to dish about himself. He says he is the opposite of the introverted character of Elliot that he plays in Mr. Robot, saying, I'm an exuberant person. I thrive on affection. I like chit-chat. One of the great things about living in New York is you meet so many strangers, and I love encounters with strangers. I love meeting people and hearing their stories. During his acceptance speech for Breakthrough Performance of the Year at the 30th Annual Palm Springs International Film Festival, Malik confirmed his relationship with his Bohemian Rhapsody co-star Lucy Boynton. In an interview during the 2019 BAFTA Awards, he said he was searching for a home in London after falling in love with the city while filming Bohemian Rhapsody. The actor has lent his support to charities such as the Epidermolosis Bolsa Medical Research Foundation and the ACLU. In September 2018, Malik started working with the RED organization after being inspired by his Freddie Mercury role. As an ambassador to raise awareness and funds to help eliminate HIV-AIDS, Malik traveled to Eswatini to learn more about the state of HIV-AIDS in the sub-Saharan Africa. During his visit, Malik said, to collectively come together and tackle, you know, arguably one of the largest, most horrific diseases anyone has ever known, that can happen right now. I can't think of anything I'd rather be a part of, more than fulfilling any personal dream or aspiration. 
Malik has been nominated for and won several major industry awards. For his work on Mr. Robot, he has been nominated for three Golden Globes, an Emmy, two Satellite Awards, and two Screen Actors Guild Awards, among others, winning an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series in 2016. He won an Academy Award for Best Actor, a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role, and the BAFTA Award for the Best Actor in a Leading Role for his performance as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the first actor of Egyptian heritage to win the Academy Award for Best Actor. While his win was celebrated in Egypt by the media and some government officials, Member of Parliament Mohammed Ismail criticized Malik's win. I was surprised by the Egyptian media's celebration of Rami Malik because the role played by Rami Malik in the film is far from his real character. He is trying to spread homosexuality among the youth. The award has a specific goal, which is to corrupt morality in the Arab world. Rami Malek is a bad example. If he was in Egypt, he would have been hanged. The organization Human Rights Watch stated that the country deserved an Oscar for hypocrisy for praising Malek, given its prohibition of LGBT people being celebrated in the media. Thanks for listening. Please leave a five-star review and let me know who or what to cover in future episodes and bonus episodes. All the best. Nurmer Nurmer. Alright, I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or a computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, You probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app, and I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast.